Welcome to Kingdom Testimony. Today is Monday, February 22nd, 2022. We're already two months into this year. Only 10 to go. It's crazy how fast time is going. But then don't all old people say that. <laughs> Alright. <clears throat> we left off where me and um, my ex-husband were in... Las Vegas. We went there for a work trip for him and something was starting to, shall we say, manifest itself in him. He had always had a leg shaking problem, like in church, very distracting. And <clears throat> um, it was funny too, because there was another guy that sat across from us that his leg would shake. The only time he didn't shake his leg in church is when he fell asleep, which was nearly every service about a third of the way in. But, um, and then I would debate, should I jab him to wake him up? Or am I enjoying no shaking of the pew? Hmm. It was a struggle. All right. <clears throat> I, I did love him. I mean, let's, let's make that clear. So, um, I started realizing there was something, there's something definitely going on here. The other thing I didn't mention is that when it would happen in the middle of the night, I started like counting them. It would, his leg would shake six times and then it would, you know, he'd be still for a while. I knew he couldn't control it. And then it would shake six times and then it'd be still. And then it was almost like it was aware I was counting. So then it would do five and then seven and then seven and then five. You know, it was really weird, but most of the time it was six all the time. All right. So we're at May 1st, 2018. We're getting back from Las Vegas. We're heading back up to the Fargo area. Um, and <clears throat> I'm at the end of this notebook. Sorry about the loud, it's probably loud paper noises. So yeah, that one's done. Let's grab the next one. This one is May 1st to July. It's moving right along. Um, let's see. So I came across this verse, 2 Corinthians 12.10. And... It says, therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I, I am weak, then I am strong. And I made a note, I have endured persecutions for his sake through family. Um, this was my family and his, my siblings and his siblings. I was getting, starting to get it from all sides. I think they could kind of tell that there was like a, a difference or a change going on in my life. Um, okay, I had to pause. It was, I had to open a window a little bit. And, <clears throat> and I wrote, next is to endure publicly. I would walk as Paul walked for your sake, Jesus, but I can't do it in the flesh. This will take a transformation of my mind, renewal, to do it. The Holy Spirit's work, not mine. If it's mine, then it's false. 
And then I wrote 2 Corinthians 11.15. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. And I was thinking, yeah, that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. It can't be by me. We can't in our own effort. This is self-righteousness. If we in our own effort um, <clears throat> do righteous things. There's good works already laid out for us to do by the Lord. And through prayer, we receive those. So am I saying that, you know, well, then no one should go out and evangelize. And no one should, you know, try and do good things. And it's like, no, no, that's not it. God can work around us. We just don't do it to be, first of all, recognized. And second of all, to build up our righteousness level. So, all right. <clears throat> May 2nd, middle of the night, there was a prayer battle. We were in the apartments. Upstairs, there was um, the apartment. Okay, I have to go into this just a little bit. When he and I met, this was after I had been divorced like three years, I think. And he was someone I knew from my junior high, middle school years. I had run into him when I went up for my mom's funeral in 2010. And then in 2011, we started communicating back and forth. So at that point, he lived in an upstairs apartment in an apartment building. And then when we got married, we bought a house and fixed that up, sold that. And then we went back to those same apartments, but the one that he had been in previously wasn't open. It was occupied. So we went directly below it in an apartment there and a little bit smaller one. Well, meanwhile, I was, I had let go my office that I was working out of in Fargo. And I said, well, I will, it would be nice to have a little bit bigger second bedroom because this one we had was tiny and we couldn't fit my desk and a spare bed or whatever anything in there and he's like well let's see if we can move back upstairs I'll find out when that same room is empty and it turns out it was emptying out and the landlord was going to be repainting and doing all this work to it and he said yeah you guys can move back up there that's not a problem <clears throat> And so, and that was the apartment he was in when I met him. So they were working on it and getting it cleaned up. But in the middle of the night, one of those nights, May 2nd, I woke up and there was something going on up there. I don't know if they were having a party or a boxing match. I didn't hear any voices, but I heard a lot of noise. Could have been this, the guy working at 3 a.m. to clean it, but I was like, Yikes, what's going on up there? Maybe I don't want to, after the other battles that I had endured, one in my mom, at my mom's and then twice with Kevin, I'm like, I don't think I want to go up there. Do I want to go up there? So anyway, um, we did end up moving back up there. All right, let's move along. And on May 3rd then, I was... I, I was taking the dog for a walk and the Lord was showing me some things 
And he was saying, I want you to come to a deeper understanding and revelation of me. And I had been, you know, watching some things on YouTube, trying to get into some teachings and things like that. And I was led to the book by Ruth Heflin. I thought she had three names. I'm not sure. H-E-F-L-A-N. The book is called Glory. And it's you, it's free online through her something camp. Just type in Ruth Heflin Camp. And you can get this free book called Glory. I can't recommend it enough. It transformed my life. So <clears throat> I wanted to put that in there because that book was very, very eye-opening. And it actually brought me to another level. I'm not saying it will do that for everybody, but the Lord put it in my life at this point to bring me to a different level in Him. Um, then He started showing me things about like being in a river and focusing on Him. And He was just like showing me so many things. And later that day, <clears throat> I was having my worship time. And Ruth Heflin in her book said that she would dance in the spirit. And I was listening to the Hillsong song uh, 100 billion times or something, So Will I. If the wind goes where you send it, so will I. Um, and as I was doing that, with my eyes closed, I could see up to the left in the spirit, because my eyes were closed. I was looking up and to the left, and I could almost see a realm. All I could describe it was a realm that was coming to earth. I, I don't know how else to explain it. It was, of course, hazy, but it was dark with my eyes closed, but I could, there was, there was like something there and I'm like, something's there. And it just went through me that it's a realm and it is coming to earth. So that weekend we had gone on, we had a, a small piece of property, really beautiful property with a rundown double wide on it which which had a lot of potential and I had never lived in a double wide before but I was like we could fix this up with this beautiful 10 acres on a river wooded oh it was beautiful tons of wood ticks deer ticks and poison ivy which was not so cool <clears throat> but that weekend something different happened um we were there on Saturday morning and while my husband was outside working on stuff in the yard he was they were getting we were getting ready to put a new roof on a, a small outbuilding that was out there and this yard was beautiful it was all grass and then just trees all the way around it you know so a big yard and every now and then like a deer would go walking through and you could hear moose out there in the woods and it's just gorgeous and <clears throat> his siblings were coming over 
to help and his mom to help with the uh, roofing while on the inside I was repainting the master bedroom and fixing up the, the bathroom. Both of these things were very, very big jobs. And so I didn't care that no one was helping me because that way I could put on my music. You couldn't hear anything outside. It was, there was so much good insulation or something. It was just noise proof. So I had my music on and I'm painting and he's outside with his uh, two brothers and nephew roofing. And then his sister and his mom came later. And I won't say, you know, really what happened because it's probably going to be like, uh, well, that doesn't sound so, you know, why, why were you so offended at that? But there was a lot of really severe persecution that went on that evening and nobody saw it but me. So I was like, well, now I'm getting it from all angles, my siblings and his siblings. And then I remembered that verse in 2 Corinthians about the persecution. And you know when it's happening to you, but then nobody else sees it. Like when you, when you say it to somebody, it's like, no, nobody sees it. So, um, so now let's go to May 9th. Um, I was praying to the Lord and I just said, I, I want to commune with you more. And then I laid down a little while later and it was the evening. I think my husband must have been out of town because it was in the evening. And I felt a weird, like, and I'm reading this out of my notebook exactly what I wrote. Later, I felt a weird, like a zinging and a pulling. I wanted to sit up and shake it off. And the Lord said, try to get through it. Hang on. So it just took a little while and it felt like my flesh was being torn away from my spirit. What went through my mind was a rooftop experience. I don't know why I thought that. It was certainly unpleasant, but necessary. Ruth Heflin, H-E-F-L-I-N, sorry, I said L-A-N, and others say you have to get out of your flesh and into your spirit, the spirit that has been absorbed by the Holy Spirit. After it was done, and it only took maybe two to three minutes or less, I don't know, um, I thought of the, the verse that talks about bursting the bands, and that is in Jeremiah 5, 5, Psalm 2, 3, Leviticus 26. <clears throat> these, these are the, you know, verses that I jotted down later. And then <clears throat> about two weeks later, I was listening to um, some YouTube videos on Behold I Come, and I would check her out too. But Julie at Wedbe, W-H-E-D-B-E-E, -E -E, at Behold I Come. I don't think she's on YouTube anymore, but um, I believe she's on Brighteon. But she wrote the same thing. Two weeks later, she was writing in her blog how she had this weird feeling like 
she called it the tearing of the flesh from the spirit. And it was, it was very uncomfortable. I've heard other people talk about it. And some people have said that it was actually like quite uncomfortable, almost painful. And <clears throat> it was very uncomfortable. So, all right, let's keep going here. It was interesting on May 13th, I had been fasting and I talked to my daughter and both of us were on a multi-day fast at the same time and didn't know it. I thought that was pretty cool. So May 14th, <clears throat> I wrote, Confusion Sets In. This is the day we moved up into the upstairs apartment where uh, my husband lived when I met him. And I found out later that that was a really bad move for our marriage because he had had multiple, we'll just say lovers up there. And it only, it only made the, like the sleeping leg shake manifestation thing way worse, way worse. And I'm like, what is going on here? And we've been married six years by this point, together for seven. Um, Ruth Ward Heflin, good night. Finally, we f I see her full name, Ruth Ward Heflin, H-E-F-L-I-N. And the book is Glory, and then she wrote a second book, Revival Glory. Like I said, can't, can't recommend it enough. All right. Um, this morning, May 15th, day after we moved in, the It Is Done song was in my head. I had not heard that song for a really long time, and it was playing in my head, and I was thinking, what is done? Hmm. So May 18th, we went back up to that property up north, and this property was only like 20 or 30 miles from the Canadian border, very far up north. And I remember telling my husband at the time about this, um, this Ruth Heflin book and things that she was saying in there and it got a little awkward because he did not agree with any of this. One of the things I remember she said <clears throat> was, you know, why when you're in a church service and you're singing and worshiping and then you feel the Holy Spirit Holy Spirit's presence, the Lord's presence in the worship service. But because that song only has, you know, five verses or stanzas, I don't know what that stuff is called. They're like, well, yeah, but we have to end the song here because it's, that's how many words have run out. You know, and not all church services are like that. Some worship teams can detect like the church I'm in now, they can detect that something's going on, so they'll keep playing. But, but I, so I mentioned that, you know, to my husband at the time, and he's like, well, I guess I don't really see that. And I'm like, well, can't you feel when the Holy Spirit is moving? I mean, this is, this is kind of, a kind of an important thing 
to be able to know. So, hmm, I don't know. All right, so let's move into later May. Um, May 23rd. The Lord showed me he is taking me into the glory river. Ezekiel 47. It started with a vision of my feet being plopped into water just above my ankles. And I note that Ruth Heflin talks about that in her Revival Glory book, which me seeing my feet in water up to my ankles happened like February or March, you know, and so she had the same experience and I read about it much later, a couple months later. <clears throat> So he wants to take me into the Glory River. And I was like, okay, yeah, let's do that. Um, so I'm looking at my notes. Oh, and then the Lord said, are you ready to take my direction? Are you ready, my daughter? And I said, yes. And then the song immediately started playing in my mind. If the wind goes where you send it, so will I. That hundred billion times song. And then he said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. And that made me alarmed. <laughs> because if the Lord asks you to do something, you know, and it's like, oh, this is really hard. But then he says his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Um, that's something that's really hard to understand. So, but that I was talking about that, um, that vision. <laughs> and then I started reading, you know, Isaiah, or Ezekiel 47. Okay. Um, and then as I was praying, I did have a, I was praying for my daughter and I did have a vision regarding her that she was under a severe demonic attack and I won't say exactly what I saw um, except that well when would it have been almost a year later when it actually was something that did or was about to happen <clears throat> and I'll just like briefly say it was like there was a demon behind her clutching the back of her head. And as she was continuing to walk, and she's Christian, um, <clears throat> as she was continuing to walk, he was attached to the back of her head and she was dragging him from behind. And dragging along behind her. And I did realize later on that she was in a battle personally that I didn't know about. But it's neat because the Lord was like, you need to pray for your daughter. And then he showed me she was under a spiritual attack. Um, all right, end of May. And on May 28th, I had a vision of a glory river but it was a stream that <clears throat> it had three layers the top layer was heavy and it was it was black but these 
stars, it looked like stars was in this flow of water. The top layer was heavy, the medium layer was really light, and the, or the middle layer was really light with stars, and then the bottom layer was medium with stars. And so I didn't really understand. They were like sparkles. So it was like a, a glory river in the sky. And the stars <clears throat> fell into these layers. Uh, May 29th, as I was going to sleep, I saw like a white thick scale being removed from each eye. Reminded me of the pieces of ornament in the rock pile that I had seen up north. One slowly removed, they were white, from each eye. And they were shaped in the shape of a of an eye, like a sideways teardrop. Oh, what does it say on the back here? Hmm. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> and then May 30th, I had a vision of a postcard stamp. Something about New Delhi. And some, I don't know, some names of places that I had knew, never heard of before. Something about India. And I saw some kids singing worship songs around a campfire at night in New Delhi, India. I don't know. don't know what that was about. That, the next morning, though, May 30th, the Lord said, Now is your chance to turn back. And I was thinking, turn back from what? And then I remembered that he had said, you know, things are going to change. There is a big change coming. And I, I just said it a little bit ago, and I can't remember exactly what I said. And I said, no, I'm not turning back. I'm a city dweller. And I wrote, my address is Zion. <clears throat> and then he said, this is the next step. If you will heed my voice. And I felt, I wrote here that I felt he wouldn't be mad if I wanted to stop my Christian walk at this point. So, and that's hard to explain. Like the Lord wants us to go deeper and deeper into him, be more and more obedient, do the things that he's calling us to do that are difficult and, and all that sort of thing. But I could tell that I, I distinctly felt he wouldn't be mad if I decided, no, I'm, I'm not going to go on with the difficult part of my... It didn't mean I'm going to stop being a Christian. It just meant I'm not going to go on um, with, the, with the difficult thing. He had something for me. And it was going to be costly. It was going to be very difficult. And, and I thought, no, I, I want to do this. And then um, I saw the verse, Deuteronomy 28, and it shall come to pass if you shall hearken, diligently obey the Lord your God, be careful to do all of his commandments, which I command you today. The Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. And all the blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. All right. <clears throat> I guess that's that's what I want to do. Um, 
And May 31st, I wrote, Rise Up. The Lord isn't mad at me for not accomplishing more for him by now. I just began the enduring process in January. He's in charge of my Pentecostal timeline. So we're going to stop there. We covered all of May. Um, June is, is coming up. And I won't go into much of what happens in June. July was was a real game changer. I mean, a lot of things happened in June. A lot more visions and things like that. Um, but July is the real was the real game changer. So we'll leave it at that. And um, you know, I just want to encourage everybody to be in prayer. I'm sure you have been already, but. For the people in, you know, across the world from us. More importantly, though, I think we need to be in prayer for our own loved ones in this country. Because um, th there's, there's some nefarious things going on in the world. And the United States is not guilt-free of the things that are happening in the world. We are all aware that there's a lot of crooked leaders everywhere. And they're all working together, as we can clearly see. They're all working together. They all have their own personal agendas. And it's going to affect everybody. So be prayed up. And um, be obeying what the Lord, whatever he's asking you to do. If you feel that he's asking you to change jobs or quit your job or move your family, whatever you feel that he has been kind of impressing on your heart for the last maybe year, um more or less, I would encourage you to get on it. And just like Noah was told to build an ark, these are the days of Noah. And so if he's telling you to prepare for anything in any way, you need to act on your faith immediately. Because I'm not saying it's going to be right away, but it could be. I do believe it is time for the United States to answer for the corruption that they've caused the world. And in that, I'm not just saying the leaders, the corrupt leaders. I don't even care about the red and blue political parties <clears throat> anymore. It's so beyond that. Um, they're just puppets. They're just doing what they're told. But some very dire times are coming to this country. So be prayed up and be where you're supposed to be. So with that, I pray you have a blessed day.